Hey there, friends of the Pregnancy Resource Center. Valerie Millsaps, Executive Director here, coming to you with the Armored Truth Podcast, where we will talk about standing on solid ground as leaders in our community that surround the issues of the sanctity of life and talk about a hard subject, abortion. So as we pray on our armor each and every day, how can we do that in a loving, truthful way as we continue to deal with an aggressive enemy and use what God has equipped each and every one of us to use? Armor Truth will be a place to empower you, to encourage you, and to equip you each and every week to speak for those that have no voice. We are so glad you're here with us. Hey friends, this is Valerie Millsaps. On the podcast today, we're going to be talking about conquering your goals. So if you want to pause this for a moment and grab a piece of paper and a pen, you will definitely want to jot down some of these notes. So we're going to talk about in the first of setting your goals. So the process of setting a goal requires you to think about where you see yourself or maybe the organization or ministry that you're in going into the future. So once you have that vision, it is your goals that really provide the direction and the motivation and the framework to take action necessary to achieve them. A goal is easy to set, but a good goal is tied to something meaningful. It is measurable, it's very specific, and it has a time frame. So the first step to to an achievable goal is to find out what motivates it. What purpose does it really serve? And then really, what does it stand for? So maybe your own personal values or your ministry or your organization values lie at the heart of the business and serve as the foundation for setting and achieving goals. So you want to identify maybe your family's core values or your company's core values is really a fundamental step on the road to success. And as you once you establish what those values are, you have the answer to a very important question. Why do I do what I do? It is the why that you lead with. It is what you stand for and what your company or your ministry organization, maybe a product or a service that you're promoting. This is the basis for defining your goals and putting a plan in place to really achieve them. We do this at the Ministry of the Pregnancy Resource Center. We have very specific goals, and we map that out in a plan, and we have action steps to help us achieve this plan uh, because we are not funded by uh, a organization, a federal or federal funds. We don't get federal or state funds. So we rely on the community. So it's like, well, how can we engage our community to want to save and impact lives? So we model around that. And of course, our core values play a big part in that too. So you really want to visualize your goals. And it's really kind of who you surround yourself to to help you visualize uh, that process. So visualization is a great way to put energy behind an idea 
to help it come to life. It involves setting a goal and creating a visual through pictures or mental imagery of what you want your future to look like. That's why uh, vision board parties are really awesome. Just getting together on poster board and just cutting out on magazines so you can really see your vision come to life. And to do this, you can set up a vision board party in your office uh, and get together in your office posted with images, ideas, and steps to communicate, focus, and encourage specific steps along the way to achieving your goal. And it makes it real fun to bring everyone together, especially if you're doing it in your ministry or your organization but for or your family and it's really fun to do as a family too or you may choose to do your visualization or prior to introducing your goal to your greater team so really kind of heart of what you're wanting to do and then really kind of help lead your team into doing that also one way to practice visualization is to sit quietly, you know, for a few minutes a day to relax, clear your mind, and allow your ideas just to start flowing. And what do you visualize your vision board to look like? What things do you see that would be on there? And start asking yourself those questions. So, and you definitely want to leverage the 80-20 rule. So what is that 80-20 rule? is based on a concept that people naturally divide into two groups. The top uh, being 20% of achievers versus the bottom 80% compromised of non-achievers. You can apply this idea to goal creation. If you're having a difficult time deciding on what goals would be most productive, uh, here's how. Make a list of 10 goals. Now choose two based on your first and your second choice by determining which goals on your list would have the most positive impact on your life. The two you choose are your 20%. You can give this exercise a try and then you, I would love for you to email me uh, if you have questions or anything like that or what your top two goals are and really to kind of cheer you on. So then the, sh the long and the short of it. So there are short-term and long-term goals to set when building like a strategy for your future. And it is important to have a plan in place for both of those. A long-term goal is going to be anywhere between three and five years ahead and should be created based on your company's or your ministry, organization, or your family's big picture objectives. Short-term goals, on the other hand, are going to be anywhere from a few months to three years and should always work to support the long-term goal. So next, we're going to take a closer look at how each serves its purpose of achieving your vision. So thinking long-term. The basis for a long-term goal should be aligned with your company's organization, ministry, mission, and reflect its purpose. This is the big picture goal that sets the course for your future. 
Generally, a long-term goal involves growth in four major areas of your company, ministry, organization. So, for example, service, social, profit, and growth. So, let's take service and relating to increasing customer service satisfaction and or customer retention. Like for us in our pregnancy center ministry, a service would be the services that we offer to our clients. So we do pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, STI testing, and that we do many of other support programs. But how could we increase, you know, maybe the people we see? How many people are we seeing? So for us, we could see approximately 40 people in our building a week. That's if we have two nurses and two support staff, so or volunteers. But if we had a, a couple more volunteer support staff and we had maybe one more nurse that maybe was a volunteer nurse, we would be able to increase that number even more. So we know that 40 is our capacity. So what steps could we do in that service area to reach that goal? So your social a focus on giving back to the community and profit to increase profits by specific amount growth, your growth related to your company development. So for us as a ministry in January, we'll be celebrating 35 years. So we have some goals in place that we would love for people to lock arms with us to really impact the next 35 years. Uh, so we have some foundations in place for that. So do you really have a long-term goal? So what is it? And think about that and really jot that down. So then your short-term objectives. So with your long-term goal in place, the next step is to figure out how to get there with some short-term goals. So while your long-term goals are broad and serve a higher purpose, your short-term goals should be specific and designed to be executed within a shorter time frame. These goals are also support the overarching goal and allow you to measure your progress along the way as you accomplish them. You want to celebrate those wins as you achieve those small goals. So do you have a strategy for reaching your goals? That really helps with SMART planning. And we do a lot of SMART goals when we do our fundraising plan at the ministry. So your short-term goals are actionable items and setting them requires really being very specific. You have to have a time frame and a strategy for measuring how they get you closer to your overall long-term goal. So SMART is just abbreviation. It is basically a plan of action for putting successful short-term goals in place. So you can answer the following SMART questions to set your short-term goals. And in the show notes, I will provide a PDF that you can print out that helps you remember this SMART question. So S is being specific. What is your specific goal? And then the M, uh, can you measure it? How do you measure your progress towards your long-term goal? So the A, is it achievable? 
What will you gain by achieving this goal? And the relevance. What does achieving a goal mean for your business? And the timeliness. What is the time frame it is for your achieving your goal? You need to do it by when. So now let's kind of look at putting an action plan in place. So creating the visibility. So staying on track with your goals can be a challenge, but one way to help you stay motivated is to share your goal with others. Involve your team, involve your other family members, uh, and create, like the visibility means adding another layer of accountability. Say, I really want to accomplish this by this day, and this is going to help us achieve this, but you need people in your corner to cheer you on and really get you excited about that next goal, which really increases your motivation. So consider doing this. Uh, Obviously, having an accountability partner, sharing your idea with others makes you more accountable as to when you create an audience. You are more likely uh, to follow through. So we share this goal or our plan with our board. Our board approves it. And then we have action steps that we have a sheet that we'll fill out every day that I've followed these different things to really help us achieve these little goals that we have to help us reach our long-term goal. So, and your clarity. Sharing your goals allows you to see them outside yourself. And the clarity allows you to gauge if you need to modify them. And, and that connection. The connection is so important. Sharing your goals may help you grow your social circle to include, to include more like-minded people who can contribute to your progress. And the next thing is really getting in the rhythm. So you have a clear vision for the direct, direction of your ministry or your business, your company, but it is vital to your success, that your team is informed and on board to execute on your vision. One way to do that is to create an operating rhythm or cadence to monitor how you are tracking progress towards your goal. Monthly check-ins are a great great way to review your progress and evaluate your short-term goals with the teams responsible for managing the effort. It also serves as a great way to communicate with other teams on how the company is progressing, the ministry or organization. This level of transparency keeps your team engaged and motivated by offering a clear picture of how their daily tasks related to the bigger picture. Uh, Do you engage with your team regularly? If not, these are some great steps that you can already you can start as we close out this uh, year end and really want to do in the new year. Just really engage in your team and have and a really engaging if you're a nonprofit to engage your board and have them be your cheerleaders as you embark on this new venture of these short term and long term goals and achieving them. So aligning with your goals. When it comes to goals, you need to devote the time and 
money and towards them to achieve them. For example, if your goal is, say, I want to offer the best customer service in my whole entire community or in my county or town, then you may need to allocate funds to hire real people to answer the phone instead of opting for something more automated. Aligning your resources with your goals might also mean that some plans or activities take a backseat to your top priorities. The more attention you give to your goals, the better the likelihood of achieving them. So say, for example, that you want to be a better speaker. And so what steps are you going to take to do that? Sometimes it costs money to be able to do that. So last year in our pregnancy resource ministry, we had a goal of moving buildings. So the ministry, that house, we were in a a small house that we were in, it really was busting out the seams. And so we really had a vision. Uh, We shared that with the board and then we engaged the team. The team already knew that, but engaging with the board and they could see that big picture too. So it was like, what was that next step? Well, to share with our ministry supporters, our ministry partners that are so vital to the work. So we shared that in an event that we did, our banquet, and they captured on to that vision too. So we were able to take that step of, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to make an offer on this building. We're going to step into this. And people were supportive of that. And so we moved into a new building. We've been there a year, which is incredible in the growth that we've experienced through that. Now we have a goal as a ministry to pay off the mortgage. That's part of some of our 35th year excitement, our Be Brave campaign. So we're going to really hone in on the capital campaign of paying off that mortgage because it'll allow us and it'll free up us to do more ministry and not focus on a, a mortgage payment, especially since we don't get state or federal funds. So on back on task here, consistency pays off. So you have to be consistent with anything that you want to do and have success or achieve a certain goal. You have to be consistent with it. So be aware when you're setting goals that you don't end up contradicting yourself. You want to make sure that it's attainable. So if you have several teams working on separate goals, make sure those teams are communicating to ensure that your goals don't end up running counter to one another. An example of this would be a company under the gun to cut costs by reducing headcount but trying to meet revenue generation goals, which requires more team members to achieve. So a good rule of thumb is to create a roadmap for your goals before setting out towards your objectives. So your goal roadmap. You know, a roadmap is just a visual charting of your objectives that the steps necessary to achieve them. So as each department or person of your organization typically has a targeted goal that supports the overriding organizational goal separate from other departments or other people. 
it's a good idea to create a chart to house all departmental goals together in a visual format to make sure none of your goals are running counter to another. So this is a process performance metric. So in a pie chart is maybe a simple way to display and track your your department goals or your each individual person in your organization to make sure they all align with your long-term goal. So we can maybe talk about some examples. So creating a pie chart for your individuals, the goals is a great way to track your progress all in one place. So maybe it is a Google spreadsheet that you can all share, or maybe you have a different software system that you can, you know, share collectively, or you put it on a visual like a whiteboard that you can all walk by and see. So here's each section of your pie chart might look a little bit like this. You know, you're going to have learning, growing, strategy, perspective, customer satisfaction, employee skills and education, employee turnover. So a customer perspective, customer satisfaction, customer retention, brand strength, financial perspective, revenue, your expenses, your net income, and your internal process perspective. So inventory, orders, quality control. So measuring your goals with milestones. So milestones are checkpoints that mark or measure the steps along the way to achieving a goal. So setting some milestones for your goals allows you to you the visibility determine whether or not your goals are tracking successfully. A good way to set milestones is to really collaborate with the person or your team that's responsible for executing your goals to establish what milestones should be and how often they should be reviewed. Maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter. Uh, That's totally up to you to decide. The decision-making gives a sense of ownership and it fosters enthusiastic buy-in from the team to your overall goal. Milestones often reveal the progress made during the course of achieving a goal. So don't forget to celebrate with the people that made them possible. So when we were trying to get our mobile medical unit, uh, we cast that vision out in 2015 So we had a specific goal, and it cost a a certain amount. I can't remember the exact amount offhand, so let's say $130,000. So we were celebrating those milestones, and we had a thermometer. It was on a whiteboard, and we uh, were engaged with it with our team and excitement. But we also engaged our community because we don't uh, get state or federal funds. So we depended on the people to be a part of this big vision, too, to get this mobile unit. So when we had people do that, and we would mark it off the, the board on the whiteboard and celebrate it and do video updates with the community to see where we are, and it just really brought everybody together and just celebrating those milestones as we uh, went along. And the great thing I know that 2020 has taught most of us is really stay open to change. So having visibility when it comes to tracking and measuring goals means that sometimes the plan needs to be adjusted. This is not something to be frustrated over. 
change is hard when you've devoted so much time and effort to achieving something, but following a goal to no achievable end or giving up altogether is not an option when you have a long-term goal in place. Regrouping with your teams to realign the goal and set new milestones keeps the energy and motivation going. And that communication is, is so important. And it's so good to embrace your failures. Every business, nonprofit, ministry, whatnot, has experienced failure. Even when the goals are in place and you're tracking performance, sometimes the plan for the goal just doesn't serve the larger purpose or the goal doesn't perform as planned. Staying focused on your big picture provides a solid foundation to address your failures head on. Remember that in failure lies the opportunity to learn from your mistakes. So adopt a habit of looking at failure with your teams to determine what changes are necessary to be more successful in the future. Success only occurs if you keep going. And you need to celebrate those successes. So don't forget the importance of celebrating. When you achieve your goals, celebrate with your team. By doing so, you're acknowledging your employees for the value that they add to fulfill your goals and houses essential to your overall success. Here are some fun ideas for celebrating. And I would love for you to send me your ideas too. Offer small bonuses if you can. Have a a family like barbecue set up. Create a special award for um, great performing teams or departments or individuals. Hold an all-company town hall meeting to commend your team. Like for us, uh, we, of course, we get together at Christmas. It's a little bit smaller this year due to COVID, but our volunteers and our staff, it's a time to come together and celebrate all the blessings that have occurred this year. And don't forget to celebrate yourself too. And then you're off. So I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in for conquering your goals. I'm going to be coming back with some different things that you can apply in your own life and maybe your business or organization or your pregnancy resource center if you are a director in one of those. But we are excited for the pregnancy resource center. We are going to be celebrating 35 years come January. And there's many different things that you can do to be a part of that. I mentioned that we have a big goal of retiring our mortgage. So in January, we are going to be kicking off our capital campaign. And over the course of two years, we have a goal of raising $350,000. One being the important one, retiring our mortgage, which we owe about $280,000. We are excited of the things we'll be able to accomplish by doing that. So you'll get to hear more about it. But if you're not involved in the ministry and you're here locally to our Pregnancy Resource Center in Maryville, Tennessee, you can always be a part by making a one-time investment and to carry on the work that we do to impact the brave families that walk in our door. You could also invest in a monthly sponsorship 
monthly sponsorship helps us plan and prepare. It helps impact the lives that are walking in our door every single month. And you can also volunteer. We always need volunteers. So you can do that by visiting our website at youmakeherbrave.com or just have questions. You can email or call, give us a call. I'd be glad to talk with you. So again, thank you for tuning in to Armored with Truth, the Armored Truth podcast. And this is Valerie signing off. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Armored Truth podcast. For more information on this podcast or show notes, you can visit us at armoredwithtruth.com. You'll be directed to our blog section to listen to more or past episodes. You can also connect with us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also visit the main website at youmakeherbrave.com where you can take being not only a hearer, but also being a hearer and a doer. You can learn about being a volunteer. Be a monthly partner. $30 a month saves one life from abortion and helps us walk side by side with that new brave family. So again, thanks for tuning in. See you next week on Armored Truth.